Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, from coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. You see my hat? Bob, I haven't seen you wear a hat in weeks. Uh, years you haven't. Is it really years? Yeah, I don't know. You, I have a very poor judgment of time there. I've often been concerned about that. Well, the last hat I bought was, uh, I think, in Denver, wasn't it? Yeah, you were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the one. Last time I wore it. Why? Why are you afraid to wear your cowboy hat here in New York? I don't know. I'm not really afraid to, but I just... Uh... Chicken, buddy? No, but I haven't thought of a good answer for when people would uh, say you from Texas. Yeah. Well, they might think you're visiting from Texas, so... I can always spot a person. I said Boston. It looks pretty silly, you know. Well, Bob, we can't go on this way. I know it. I mean, not for 15 minutes at any rate, because we have too many important things to do, the first of which is to uh, move along to Albany, New York, where uh, Smelly Dave is to make his appearance there to uh, help WROW up there. And Mr. George Perkins is the program director, an old friend of ours, and it's going to be good to hear from him again. But to bring you all of the color and the background and the goings-on in Albany, let's call in our uh, whale reporter, Arthur Shrank. Come in, Arthur. Hello, everybody. This is Arthur Shrank speaking from Albany, New York. Smelly Dave is... This day, placed in front of the state capitol here at Albany, and George M. Perkins, who is the program director here at WROW, will in just a few moments open up the curtains so that all the people standing here can see day. I would like to mention... Hi, everybody. Arthur Schrank. I would like to mention that uh, a good deal of the representatives and state senators from uh, New York State are here in the audience and uh, are all uh, excited. Excuse me just a minute, Frank. Yes, I'm manager, not program director. Straighten that out, please. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, Well, anyway... uh, just to get a raise, too, or just to fight one of four? Let's go ahead. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, hi, everybody. I'm the Shrank. The senators and the representatives of the state are here in great numbers to help Mr. Perkins and WROW here in Albany with this big Bob and Ray promotion. The next voice you hear will be that of George Perkins. Thank you, Mr. Frank. And ladies and gentlemen, guests, friends of WROW, again, it is my turn to have the honor of presenting you with Dave. 
Dave was brought here to Albany last night on his flat car. Hey, Mushmouth, get close to the mic, will you? Was brought here to Albany on a flat car. The bunting which you see covering him now will shortly be pulled away. And you will be able to express your appreciation for Dave's visit here by your applause or cheers. Now, I think everything is ready for Albany's look at Bob and Ray's dead whale smelly day. There's no Dave. What happened to that? Ladies and gentlemen, Dave has been stolen. How could he have been There's just ice here. And uh, we're going to all these people come down to look at a big flat car full of ice. Somebody has stolen Smelly Dave. He looked pretty ridiculous. I return you to Bob and Ray. What do you know about that, ladies and gentlemen? Wowee. Well, that's a, that's a terrible spot to, for George to be in, much less uh, Arthur Shrine. Do we have Dave insured? I don't think so. Well, who slipped up there? I don't know. Wilbur Conley? Young squirter works for us. Did you slip up, Wilbur? No, I didn't know I was supposed to No, be. I guess it wasn't his uh, job, really. We'll have to check into that. But he can't be very far. Well, uh, let's like leave it this way. Uh, certainly you'll be able to uh, spot Dave or get wind of him somewhere. If you do, I wish you'd notify Bob and Ray uh, uh, here at our office in New York. If you uh, so they can just write CDS 485 Madison Avenue. And just say that the whale is uh, wherever it is. And we'll get somebody up there right away to, to get him back on the flat car. I'm sorry that this had to happen but today, the day before the picnic. I guess that means Dave won't make the picnic. No, indeed not. Unless he's left for it. Sorry. And now, chocolate cookies with white stuff in between them brings you another episode of Lawrence Fechtenberger, Interstellar Officer Candidate. pick up one of the little people, they began to attack Mug and Lutz. Quickly, they were taken to the local jail where we see them now. Now, listen, Mellish, we're in trouble. <laughs> you got a plan to get us out of the Fenchenberger? You're only making things worse by sneering at these little people on Polaris. Yeah, but they can't be more than a foot tall. I know, but there are thousands of them and only two of us. So please, for once in your life, use some good judgment and don't insult these people. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard not to, Fechtenberger, but I'll admit we're in a tough spot. Look, the most important thing for us to do now is to return to our ship if possible and to get back to our planet Earth. Yeah, I suppose that's that's the way we should do Remember, it. I'm the commander of this expedition. You'll take orders from me, Mellish. <laughs> you never let me forget it, Fechtenberger. It's because you paid attention in class. That's right. A lot of good that attention gives you. Well, right we are. 
It's helping me right now, Mellish. If you'd let me, just me, talk to these people, I think I could make them hey, understand. Wait, wait. What? Oh, here they go. He's coming down the hall. They always go with that music. Don't say anything. If anything, look as though you enjoy the music. <laughs> How can you enjoy music like that? Wonderful, wonderful. I certainly enjoy this music. Stop <laughs> it, Mellish. You're going to get us in trouble by staring. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, that's what they call rock and roll here on Polaris. <laughs> We're going to get us into trouble, Mellish. I wish we had nice music like that back on Earth. Oh, fucking burger. You come be off. Quiet. Watch it, Mellish. A couple of them are coming over this way. Now, pay attention. Don't say anything to them. Let them do all the speaking. Me. I the two I told you about, Ozzet. Is that so, Grandpa? That one on the right, the silly one, is the one who's been saying nasty things about us. We are secret people here on Polaris. We do not like troublemakers. You can say that again, Ozzet. I think these Earth people should be made an example of. That's a good idea. What do you suggest? That we shoot them from Polaris into space so as to miss us by one mile. Yippee! Yeah. I do it now. Ah! Done! <laughs> Well, Lawrence and Mark seem still to be in grave trouble. The little people of Polaris decide to shoot them toward Earth so that they will miss by one mile. Be sure and join us for our next episode when we'll hear Lawrence Speckenberger say, I think they're going to fire us from this planet into space for eternity, Mellish. That's in the next episode of Lawrence Speckenberger, Interstellar Officer Candidate. And right here we'd like to give you a reminder, offer a reminder, of a very uh, unusual book club. Well, uh, what's most unusual about it? Do you have any idea? Well, you, you pack up your books. Oh, I them off. Oh, I get it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's our government's Books from America program designed to help readers throughout the free world get better acquainted with America and Americans. And to combat communist propaganda. Uh, take a look at your bookshelves. If you've got any American literary classics, modern histories, or geographies, send them to Books from America, Box 1960, Washington 13, D.C., and uh, you can send your checkbook, too, if you'd like. Well, I don't think that's necessary, but we'll repeat the address. Books from America, Box 1960, Washington 13, D.C. Hello, small animal owners. This is your pet expert, Leslie Hoover, and we're set up here at the new location of Leslie Christie's pet shop, the Bark and Wing. Hello, Leslie. Oh, it's you, Leslie Hoover. It's nice of you to take time out to visit me. 
I guess uh, producing a television show like Dinner at Leslie's eats up a lot of your time. I just stopped by to congratulate you on the opening of your new store over here on Maynard Street, right in the heart of the factory district. Is business as brisk as you expected it to be, Leslie? Well, our business is good over here on Maynard Street, but we attract a, a different kind of buyer. How so, Leslie? <laughs> well, Leslie, there's a carbon factory down the street, and the workers come in here looking for bargains, I guess. And we know that a pet can't be purchased in a hard-headed manner. A pet owner must function on heart alone, right, Leslie? Well, Leslie, that's easy to say. Now, one of the carbon people came by earlier and asked for some bargain animals. And we also know there are no bargain animals, don't we, Leslie? Well, don't count on that. I sold him a parakeet with laryngitis for about 20% off the regular price. Seems a shame you had to let the bird go, Leslie. Well, I don't know about that, Leslie. The bird was becoming sullen, and he was upsetting Leslie, my helper. Well, I'm glad to hear you've retained the services of your helper, Leslie. Leslie, uh, is he at the back of the store as usual? Not by that. Leslie? Leslie Cooper, are you back there? Yes, Leslie. Is there someone else front? Yes. <laughs> Leslie Hoover's here. Stop by to congratulate us on moving to the factory district. Oh, well, say hello for me. I'm busy back here isolating a goldfish in one of the tanks, Leslie. What seems to be the trouble with him, Leslie? Oh, nothing to worry about. Nothing radically wrong with him. He just can't seem to get the hang of uh, swimming as fast as the others. Well, maybe you'd better bring him up front where we can display him. He should sell very quickly in this neighborhood. All right, I'll bring him out in a minute. Which tank do you want him transferred to? Well, uh, use your own judgment on that, Leslie. Uh, but it's almost lunch hour, and the carbon people should be in here shortly, so hurry. Perhaps I should come around later when you're less busy, Leslie. Well, that's all right, Leslie. All I have to do is unpack some tadpoles, and, and they're no trouble. Well, they can be, Leslie, if they haven't eaten in a while. You have to be careful about that. The question once arose on my show, dinner at Leslie. Well, I uh, send them through a chute so they can't get at Leslie! me. Leslie! What is it, Leslie? I think I damaged one of the other goldfish with this net. What do you want me to do, Leslie? Well, which goldfish would you say is worse off? Bad swimmer or the one you just damaged? Hard to say. I wouldn't even want to guess. Well, use your own judgment again, Leslie, and bring out whichever goldfish you believe is in worse shape. All right, Leslie, I'll use my own judgment. You'll have to forgive me, Leslie. Uh, this is a busy period now. Nonsense, nonsense, out. Leslie, and thank you for letting me visit your pet shop in the heart of the factory district. <laughs> Tomorrow's the big picnic, don't forget. I was going to say, just time enough to remind everybody that we'll have the big broadcast from Pine Grove, the Bob and Ray Employees Picnic tomorrow. And until then, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Stay tuned to where you always hear the very best and latest news. The CBS Radio Network. The CBS Radio Network.